Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Bienvenidos, señoras y señores, to another episode of the Bleed Lows Podcast. Estamos en vivo. So uh, we're gonna, let's get the business out of the way. This episode of the Bleed Lows Podcast has been brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting needs. So get the latest odds, lines, including everything on football, college football, basketball. Bet Online is always your sports information headquarters this season. And we got, they have you covered on all your sports wagering needs. Bet Online is the fastest and the easiest way to get your betting info, including live betting options. And your favorite casino and card games can be played right from your home. So head to the website and use your mobile device to get in on the action. Be sure to use your promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online. Where the game starts. Bienvenidos, Sangrones. And look at that, Michael Carrillo, right on time, always. ¿Cómo estás, Michael? Bienvenido. Um, so there's a lot of stuff we're going to cover because actually the GM meetings uh, were taking place. And so Brandon Gomes, believe it or not, happens to be the general manager of the Los Angeles Doyers. And he spoke today. So I want to get into some of that stuff. What we're going to get into tonight is also... Um, it seems like a lot of Dodger players or former Dodger players now, because uh, they're free agents, are getting surgeries. So I want to get into that. Uh, I also want to get into the awards. The finalists were announced for the MVP, for uh, the Rookie of the Year. And I want to get into this whole manager thing. So make sure you guys are throwing your comments into the chat. We're going to do a better job of reading those comments this time. Um, and then we're also going to announce the winner of the two tickets that we're giving out to the Women's Opportunity Network conference that the Dodgers are putting on at Dodger Stadium on Monday. That's Monday, November 13th from 9 to 1.30. Uh, if you guys did your homework, uh, because it sounds like you did, you guys listen or you watch the episode with Jeannie Buss, uh, the Lakers owner, and uh, you made your entries. So, we have a winner, and we're going to announce it sometime during the show. So make Woo-hoo! sure that you guys uh, keep listening. Uh, Roy Estrada, bienvenido, my friend. Um, and uh, I want to give a quick shout-out right now to the Princesa Picolandia because you're giving me Flashdance vibes right now with this hair uh, do that you're, that you're going for. Is Are you a big Jennifer Beals fan? That's the Maniac song, right? She's That's right. Maniac, Maniac. Oh. Okay, why I should never ever sing. I really apologize right up front for that. Yeah, I guess I am. I mean, you know who made it more popular recently is JLo when she did the music video and reenacted the whole movie. And this is just my hair. This is natural. And it's been one of those days where it's been nonstop. And so, you know, no time. This is, this is what happens when I just leave it alone, put a little leave-in conditioner. <laughs> She's going with the wavy look, everybody. She's rocking the wavy look. All right. So let, let's. <laughs> there you go. So, um, all right. Roy Estrada, you want to look forward. Daniel, bienvenido. Uh, Roy wants us to get on the positive train. So I don't know if this is positive. This is more just reactions to what we're hearing out of these GM meetings. Uh, because as we mentioned, Brandon Gomes is talking. Uh, one of the most interesting things was the Walker Bueller talk. And they they asked uh, Gomes if they were going to limit Bueller's innings. So right off the bat, the season hasn't even started. We haven't even seen him at spring training. We don't even know what Walker Bueller looks like. And the Dodgers are already getting the question, are they going to limit his innings? Now, we all said, you know, Walker Bueller – we're going to get Walker Bueller back this year. And 
he is now their de facto ace. Am I not? Am I wrong with that baby face? Is Bueller now, based on how the pitching staff is currently constructed right now, is he not your de facto ace? Yeah, I'd say going into the season, right? I, I guess in spring training, you might have a little ba- a battle between Bueller and Miller, right? I mean, I, I think Miller could make a strong case to be that ace, right? And maybe get that opening day. Not, you know, you know, that's, I guess, what we're going to find out during spring training. But right now, if you're looking at who your aces might be, it's got to be probably Bueller, right? Because of the experience he brings. But the question mark, right? How's he going to bounce back from the from the injury, the surgery, and Bobby Miller. Well, uh, uh, Princesa, are you alarmed at all already that we're talking about limiting Walker? I mean, Babyface does bring up a good point. We haven't seen him yet. We don't know what he's going to look at. But does this not make it more, uh, more imperative that they have to go out and get starting pitching? Because at least we're being honest here. We don't know what Walker Bueller is going to look like. Absolutely. They can't deal in what he should look like, what they hope he looks like. They have to get pitching. And I feel like we're saying the same thing every season, though. So, you know, let's see if the Dodgers do it. But, yeah, no, I'm not alarmed. And that's the Dodgers' MO is to limit pitching. It's a lot of Major League Baseball. That's what they do. You know, it's the limit. They're not allowed to play like they used to play in yesteryear of baseball. I know they're protecting him. I mean, remember the rumors that I feel like Walker Bueller himself started that he was going to come back during the season and everyone was so excited and hyped. Um, yeah, that wasn't going to happen, even though there were so many of us that wanted that to happen. So yeah, not surprised. I'm not alarmed. That's what the Dodgers do. And of course we all Keeping it like the chat wants it. Let's keep it positive. Let's hope that Walker Bueller looks like Walker Bueller. <laughs> Tight pants and all. Um, he, we're hoping that we're going to get the Walker Bueller that we are used to. And I love what Babyface said about Bobby Miller. Bobby Miller is a stud. He's an ace. But he's also just coming off a very successful rookie year. We saw what happened to him in the postseason. I don't mind... Uh, using kid gloves with Bobby Miller as well, right? I mean, it's a long season and injuries, you know, bit the sh out of the Dodgers this last season. So just take care of everybody. Wrap them in bubble wrap, like Juan likes to say. (laughs) Well, no, I mean, but here's the thing, because this is the conversation that we were having at the end of the last season, uh, this past season. And this is why I think everybody was getting so mad is – Look, Canelo has been writing pieces saying the Dodgers have money to spend. They better spend money. And so Gomes has already been saying, look, we we need to get starting pitching. But if we're already starting off the bat that we're going to be focusing, we're going to go ride with these guys that are coming back from injury. It's like you said, it's a broken record. Every year we're going into it with the pitching staff that we're going to have to glue and tape together just to get through the season. So then by the time they get to the postseason, they're fried. So I, I know it's very early to the uh, to, to the offseason, the start to the offseason. So I, I, I'm not going to give them such a hard time right now because I do want to see whatever moves they end up making. Um, but I already from the beginning, you know, I, to me, it's not very encouraging when the first thing I'm hearing is we're going to limit innings. Now <laughs> I was not expecting Dustin may next year. And, and I'm not, and at least Gomes was honest in that saying, they're going to be very careful with Dustin may. It's probably going to be another situation like it was with Walker Bueller, where maybe Dustin may thinks he's close. He's towards the end of next season. He's going to make an effort and they're going to realize it's too much of a risk to throw you out there. So again, what I'm seeing is there's not a lot of pitching. And so what I keep hearing are these rumors out there. I want to go ahead and address some of the comments in the chat right now. Um, So Michael Carrillo has said, apparently Otani has already chosen his team and it's the Mariners, the Marineros. Michael Carrillo, I, I need to know your source. Where are you getting this information from? Roy Ostrada, uh, here you go, uh, Princesa. He's calling you the Mexican Farrah Fawcett. 
Uh, so uh, I think your hair uh, is getting some Farrah Fawcett vibes uh, for, Roy, uh, for Roy Estrada. So I should make a poster? Is that what he's saying? Does he want a poster? You totally you know, beat me Farrah to Fawcett it. You totally, you read my mind. That was the next comment I was going to say was now the you're going to have to. poster of all time, of all time. <laughs> you, now you're going to have to do an homage to, to that po poster. Uh, bienvenido, Daniel. Um, let's see what other chats we have on there. Michael Carrillo, it's interesting with the Giolito uh, being a free agent and Imanaga. I, look, I've heard a bunch of Japanese pitchers, and I've also heard the Dodgers getting greedy and like, not only can we sign Otani, but let's go ahead and get some of these Japanese pitchers. Like the bottom line is, right now it's looking babyface. If I'm wrong, whatever money they're going to spend, they're going to have to spend it all on pitchers because right now it seems like it's – Walker Bueller, Bobby Miller, and then all the rookies. I keep hearing this rumor that even though they denied the option on Lance Lynn, that they still want to maybe negotiate a deal and bring Lance Lynn back uh, at, at, on a cheaper deal. That I don't think is going to make any, any Dodger fan happy when we're talking about, really, you're going to bring Lance Lynn back? Princesa, you, 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 you buzzed in. What say you? Is nobody asking or wanting to talk about Kershaw? We're going to get to the Kershaw thing. I, I just wanted to address these GM uh, quotes because they were coming straight. They're fresh. They're from today. Um, uh, I wanted to read some more comments here from the live. Um, he thinks Bueller opting to sit the postseason uh, was the best for your future. And we can count on Pepio, Popote. And so he mentioned Kershaw. So do you, if you guys want to get into the Kershaw conversation now, let's go ahead and do it now. Um, Roy I, Estrada. I only brought him up. <laughs> I only but, brought him up because you're talking about what the pitching staff could look like next year. And I'm not counting him out. I, I'm, I'm praying every day I'm lighting his candle. So <laughs> <laughs> that's all. That's the only reason. I mean, <laughs> well, let's get into the Kershaw news then. So it came out that Kershaw, and he posted it himself on his Instagram. That's how the news broke, uh, was Kershaw posting it, that he did end up getting surgery. It was on his shoulder. And I'm going to I'm gonna deflect to Babyface here now, because I know Babyface, you, you're, a, I, I don't want to say that you were upset because I think these are strong words. But uh, you do have you're at odds a little bit about you feel that the Dodgers front office was not being forthcoming in, in terms of the the injuries. I mean, we've kind of seen it, though, now throughout the year. It's kind of it's kind of weird, right? Like Gonsolin was hurt. They didn't want to say he was hurt. Right. He ends up with Tommy John. Right. Then we hear, you know, in better, better Peralta was hurt. And then he has surgery. They didn't say anything about that, right? Then but I was hearing, too, though, he hit some incentives. So I don't know. It could have been also a thing that he wanted to be in there as well to try to hit those incentives. You know, that's the reason. Then we hear the Kershaw news. You know, he was hurt, and then and then he needs surgery. And then we even heard about Kike Hernandez, right? He, he was hurt as well, and he needed surgery. And the thing that strikes me is, like, I was in that end-of-the-year press conference where they asked Gomes and Friedman, are any players needing surgery? They both looked at each other, kind of looked, looked around. Nope. Nobody needs surgery. So <laughs> none of these surgeries were planned before or they knew or like, I mean, what's going on? It, you know, um, you were mentioning Cody wrote some pieces, like uh, some pieces on, on the website stating that it seems like the, the fan base, like there's not a lot of trust right now in, in what, the front office is telling is telling you know the fan base right they're not being forthcoming of what's really going on. So okay, you guys know that I have been critical of Andrew Friedman all right, on this show. Okay, so I'm going to throw this out to you guys. Technically, all the people that have required surgery were all free free agents, right? So when they asked him which Dodgers need do any players need surgeries. I don't know. If we can actually say that Friedman is being well. I mean, if, 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 if they were Dodgers, they were gonna they well, were free agents, so no, we don't know if they're well, gonna not be not tech. If you want to get tech technical, 
he uh-huh. was asked before the World Series ended, so technically they were still Dodgers. Well, I, I, I mean, look, this is, I'm going to throw this out to the Princesa. Princesa, does he owe it to the fans? Does he need to be honest when it comes to injuries? As a fan, of course, I'm going to say absolutely. We should know, you know, this is what's going on here. However, big picture, he doesn't. He doesn't have to. The Dodgers don't have to. It's also, I think, strategy. It's it's why teams are required, like in football, they have to say who's hurt and there's all kinds of, like, ways to use the injuries and stuff like that. I, I don't know why the Dodgers would go around and telling why they would tell the world which Dodgers are heard and why. Um, the Gonsolin thing, I thought, am I wrong that they didn't know he was hurt? Or, or are we just, am I being Pollyanna? Like, I want to believe that they didn't know and they worked him the way they did. I don't know. I just don't think, back to your question, that the Dodgers have to tell us. Is it great when they do? Yeah, but I think strategy-wise and, and I mean, it's not our job as fans to to know do we want to know you get what i'm saying do we want to know yes but do we have to know no it's not required and i feel like a lot of that distrust just comes from the way the postseason goes every year and the front office not telling fans you know who's having surgery or whom isn't that doesn't help you know what i'm saying it's not the reason why but this doesn't help Well, I, I mean, again, that to me is is a, is a, is about narrative. I, I see your points here, how much you want to reveal. But at the same time, when a guy's going out there and he's not pitching well, his performance is is effective, is, is, is being affected, and he's not performing out there, and we're withholding the fact that he's play, pitching with an injury, that's going to explain it, right? So you may cut someone slack and be like, You know, like once everyone knew that Kershaw had a shoulder thing, even though Kershaw, every interview was like, I'm fine. I'm fine. It's it's not a problem. Everyone knew, hey, dude, his shoulder's an issue. We can't count on him, which still makes it very head scratching to me that Popote did not pitch at all in the playoffs. If you knew that that Kershaw was hurt, Uh, it is interesting to me the the question you pose in terms of did they know? Like I know that these players want to make money. Maybe they had incentives in their contract. If these players are holding back information from the organization, uh, isn't it the organization's job to do the eye test and be like, hey, something something's not right? Like when the Kike. How, who knows, does anybody, Babyface, do you know how long Kike had this hernia thing? Because when I saw the report that he had the hernia and they were saying that's what affected his performance this year, well, he started hitting the minute he showed up with the Dodgers. He played He would, played much better offensively with the Dodgers than he did with the Red Sox at the, early, at the beginning part of the year. So does that mean that Kike was maybe feeling better? It wasn't bothering him as much towards the end of the year as it was at the beginning of the year. I mean, we never heard anything from Kike, but Kike was performing. So this whole idea of whether this organization, first of all, do they owe it to us to be, you know, do they have to be honest? This is how this organization, you know, runs itself. I mean, I see your point, I mean, but I think just... I think what's causing a lot of the mistrust is knowing that these guys are hurt and they're still kind of running them out there. And I get it. It could have been to the point, like with the Kershaw thing, right? It, well, I mean, the whole starting pitching was decimated, right? It's like who else do they have? They didn't have anybody, right? They didn't have guys to like keep plugging in there and bringing everybody up. They basically brought everybody up from AAA and double A to get into the, into the rotation. So, you know, I get that, but I mean, it, it just seems odd. I mean, it, it makes it even more like kind of like how did the Dodgers win a hundred games this year and win the division, right? Like with all these guys that were hurt basically falling apart. I mean, they still managed to win a hundred games, right? Which is again, the big difference between the regular season and the postseason. Um, but I, I mean, to the princess's point, look guys, all, all I'm saying is, and I look, Michael Carrillo actually has says this almost every time we're on the live, right? Stop spending money on people that are broken. 
let's try to get people that are healthy and can make it through the season. And look, it comes back to the GM meetings today. They picked up the option on Blake Trinan. Okay. Now I know it was a million dollar uh, option that they had on him. So it's not as expensive as the money that they were spending on the other people that they declined options on. Now, Gomes said today that Trinan was actually feeling better towards the end of the season. So obviously they have information on Blake Trinan. They know, so it was worth it. But here's the thing. So now going into next year, how healthy is Blake Trinan? Is he's going to get a roster spot? Once again, we're doing the same thing. We're shopping at the 99 cent store. Yeah, we bought a couple of we bought a couple of things at the high end stores, right? And now we're getting oh, I'll, I'll go ahead. Look, there's a saying in Spanish, "Lo barato te sale caro," right? And I, I feel like that's what happens here with the Dodgers. The, the 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 expensive part is in the postseason because come the postseason, like you, you mean to tell me they did not foresee that they were going to have a pitching problem by the time they got to the postseason at the beginning of the year. Like I know, okay, the Julio thing was the curveball. So they thought that they were going to run into the postseason with Julio, Dustin May, Kershaw, and Gonsolin. That that was the plan, right, baby? Say, baby face. Um. Yeah, those four, and I guess they expected to pick somebody up, right? Too during the year, right? They'd pick somebody up. Um. And the talk was, you know, maybe Bobby Miller and Gavin, Gavin Stone, right? So that that was probably the plan. Right. So what happened? Okay. Julio is the one that you can't really criticize them for because it happened after the trade deadline. When did Dustin May go down? Was that like probably like May? All right. So Dustin May is out. Kershaw. When did Kershaw go on the DL? Now, if they thought that, oh, this is just the normal Kershaw, he's going to go on the DL for, for the year, you know, but we'll have him back. My my thing is this, 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 I don't, I don't know. You guys on the chat, you tell me, am I just being too hard on them? Should the, I, I felt like the Dodgers knew what they were going through in, in the pitching with the problems that they had with the pitching. Now, if in the trade deadline, they weren't aggressive, it goes back to the same thing. They don't make deals unless it's on their price, right? They don't like to lose deals. So, yeah, this team won 100 games. You guys on the live, you tell me, do you guys feel like the Dodgers win all in? Princesa, why are you laughing at me? Do you feel like the Dodgers win all in this year? This past I don't year, feel in like 2023? I, I, I don't, I would not use the term went all in. I don't think that. But I do think that, I hope I don't sound like a like a company man, but it's a, a lot of it isn't their fault. They could not anticipate these injuries. They had no idea that Julio was going to begin in allegedly. And didn't they try to go after somebody? Uh, um, Eduardo Rodriguez, he didn't want to play, which I, yeah. cracks me up now because now he's, he's a free agent and now he's letting it known to everybody that he's open to any team. Now all of a sudden he'll come to the West Coast. I I, I mean that that to me is ridiculous. I'm that's sorry. My, I, I, no, that's my favorite. All of a sudden, literally, all of a sudden, these guys. I guess, but I I just it's the way the Dodgers have been. I I'm not surprised is what I should say. They don't. It, it feels like they don't go all in. It, but yet we're still the villains across the country. The Dodgers. Oh, they buy their pennants. They buy their players. So which is it, right? Is, is not spending a lot of money, having one of the highest payrolls, not going all in? I mean, well, does I, I it mean, work it's, it's a, out? Okay, so that's a, that, I think that's the question right there, Princesa. Do you spend a lot of money or does it matter how you spend your money, right? I get that. Like you could spend a lot of money, but if you're spending it on guys who are, Injury prone guys that are, you know, coming back from injury where maybe, okay, this one is a little cheaper vision version, but if we would have invested a little bit more, we would have been able to get this player. 
And then this way, look, the only thing I, I, the reason why I'm bringing it up is we just had Jeannie Buss on the show. Okay. She's the owner of the Lakers. And I asked Jeannie, for those of you who haven't listened to the show or anything like that, it won't hurt my feelings. But when I asked Jeannie that, you know, all Dodger fans, Laker fans were all delusional because we expect to win every year. And Jeannie says, no, fans should have that expectation, right? So my thing is this. When you have Mookie Betts and you have Federico, their prime is getting shorter. It's not getting longer. So shouldn't you be going all in right now to win while those guys are still in their prime? Because by the time they're out of their prime, it, it, it's going to be late. So that that's the thing. I, I get it. They don't want to overpay. They don't want to lose on a deal. But looking back at it right now, looking back at this season, seeing that the Serpientes made it to the World Series, and maybe the Dodgers wouldn't have been able to beat the Rangers. But you guys in the chat, you tell me, if somehow the Doyers found a way to get to the World Series, could they had a shot to beat the Rangers? And it's like opportunities like that. I just don't think you can take for granted. What do you guys say? Uh, Babyface, uh, you, you look like you're chomping at the bit. <laughs> no, I mean, do I think they could have beat the Rangers? Is that what you're asking? Yeah. Uh, or, I mean, what are your thoughts on this whole going? I mean, shouldn't they be going all in every year? I mean, they're the Dodgers. I mean, they should, but right. But I mean, we go back to to kind of what was said last year is like this was kind of the Dodgers I mean I guess you want to call it like a, a slight rebuild like kind of their down year right where they were going to mm-hmm. kind of get things under the cap or whatever to reload for this year right so now that's the expectation this year right this offseason like are they going to go big are they going to try and get Otani are they going to try and 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 get some other other pitchers that are out there I saw um some numbers if you want to get Blake Snell I mean, there's there's some people that are thinking he's going to get seven years, two hundred million. Do you want to do that for Blake Snell, right? I mean, I mean, here, Aaron Nola, the, Aaron Nola, six years, one fifty. So it's like, are the Dodgers going to spend that type of money and years? I mean, they haven't proven to do that. So like, are they all of a sudden, like Alicia says, all of a sudden, are they going to start doing that? Okay, so if they're not going to do that, right? If they're not going to spend it, and I can get, and I can see how some people will say that is an a an overpay. Uh, Michael Carrillo, I'm with you. The Blake Snell thing that worries me is that guy will only go maximum six innings, and I think the Dodgers need a horse. They need somebody that can give you innings. Yeah, Blake Snell's great for like four or five innings, and then you got to pull him in the sixth. And that's why there's talk of Lance Lynn because they know this guy's going to give you innings no matter what, even if he struggles or if he's not, if it's not like horribly like giving up four home runs in a row, right? He's going to give you like five, six, seven innings pretty much every start. So that's the horse you want? I mean, that's, that's the reason they're talking about Lance Lynn. Like if you can find another horse, then I'm sure they'll try and go after that horse. But that's the reason why they're saying Lance Lynn might be back. Go ahead, Princess. I don't think that Roger is saying he wants Lance Lynn. He's just making the argument, right, Babyface, that that would be why that's the sense you're making out of why the Dodgers would go after Lance Lynn. Um, I feel like the six-inning thing, like I said in the beginning of the live, that's the way baseball's going. They don't let pitchers... So one, you want like an, a seven inning person because that's the only difference. Someone that goes one more inning. They don't let pitchers go into the eighth or ninth inning, even when they're pitching no hitters. And um, I, I, I just, so I wanted to mention that someone on the chat, maybe because I can't pull it up and do both at the same time. But Juan, do you see how someone said that Friedman is behind he hasn't caught up to the the market like the way baseball. Yeah, that was, that was Michael Carrillo. That was Michael Carrillo. Right. And then um, I like what PJ mentioned: how the Dodgers pay the most for their beers and for tickets at Dodgers Stadium. So is that? I feel like he's that's PJ's way of saying the Dodgers should be paying top dollar for the best players they can get at all times, not. The 99 cent store, like Juan just mentioned. <laughs> but that's not what the Dodgers do. Should they do differently? We hope they would. But, I mean, maybe this past season they did learn something, this postseason. But then what Babyface brought up, 
also they this is supposed to be an off year so they were highly successful the dodgers with the season that they didn't expect to win much so is that going to change the dodgers minds on how they run things i don't think so I mean, that was another thing that they mentioned that was asked to Friedman, right? They were asking him about six, seven-inning guys, and Friedman was saying, like, there's not a, there's not a lot of them in the major leagues. That there, There's just not a lot of those pitchers. And I mean, if, if you look back to the World Series, um, you had, like, Zach Gallen, right? Those guys, they once they got to the third time around, they were coming out. And it, regardless, and that's, that's just how, for whatever reason, these teams like to operate, like, I mean, I don't like to see that, but that's kind of how the game is going for whatever reason. Yeah, my, my thing is this, uh, and Michael Carrillo, I, I believe you back me up on this. You only get so many bites at the apple. And that's that's the thing. I don't want to hear people say this was supposed to be a domineer for the Dodgers. Now, realistically, that is true. I just don't want to hear that message because like you guys said, and this is coming from a fan perspective, this is no longer an analysis of baseball. This is from a fan expect. Okay. You're spending a ridiculous amount of money to drink at the game. And I, look, I'm a guy. I, exactly. I'm a guy. I take the shuttle into the state. I try to find the cheapest way to get into the stadium. Okay. I take the shuttle to get to the stadium. I go to the North game and I get my torta de milanesa, or I get my torta al pastor, and I bring it with me into the game. I'll sneak in my squirt with me. You know, I'll, I'll do that just so I don't have to spend money at the stadium because it's ridiculous. The prices for everything. To, you, you buy a soft drink, you know, it's almost 10 bucks, right? Water. To, to get a, 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 a soft drink. You know, don't get me started on the micheladas. I know everybody is, is upset about the micheladas. So, but here's the thing, right? People will spend that money if there's a good product, if they're having a good time. And so during the regular season, for the most part, you have that. What happens is, is in the postseason, the Dodgers crap the bed. And it's what have you done for me lately? That's the last memory we have where I just spent a hundred dollars on playoff tickets to see this team score two runs and lose. So that's what sticks in my crawl. And that's again, if you listen to what Jeannie Buss had to say, was the reason why she fired her brother, the reason why she got all those people out of there, right? Is because the product is not what the Lakers fans were used to. So the Dodgers are victims of their own success here. You win the division 10 out of 11 years. You are training your, there are a group of Dodger fans who don't know what losing is. They know what losing in the postseason is, but they don't know what losing in the regular season is. So if I've never experienced that and all I know is winning, I expect that to happen in the postseason again. So I don't want to hear from my, because I'm spending $100 to sit in the cheap seats to have to parachute into the stadium to get to my seat. I don't want to hear, well, we didn't expect to get this far, so we'll take it. No, I want, you guys did everything possible to win. And looking back at it, and I get a lot of things went their own way, but you guys on the live, you tell me gut check time, looking at yourselves. Do you guys think they did everything possible to win? Princesa, you're smirking at me. Be honest. No, with I, me. I, know, I know you want to be positive, but do you think they did everything possible to win? I, I want to believe that they did, but realistically no i mean it's a business and they just like most businesses don't want to spend more than they have to because they make so much money now should they absolutely especially after speaking to lakers owner and president Jeannie bus like they spend what they can so i just want to believe that they're doing everything they possibly can i mean verlander didn't want to come to the dodgers either so i mean the dodgers I feel like they do try. Should they try bigger and harder? Yes, that's what I'll say, babyface. <laughs> Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. 
hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants. They all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Yeah, I mean, I mean, <laughs> I, I, I mean, I, I agree. I mean, I, I can't, I can't disagree with that. I mean, you know, Verlander didn't want to come. He wanted to go to Houston, right? Um, Rodriguez didn't want to come. I mean, I think they tried everything that they could to to make the the to put up out a winning product on the field. Um, I mean, but yeah, I mean, I get Juan's point too. It's like, I don't want to hear that. Oh, you know what? This We didn't really try this season, you know, um, yeah. and we kind of just let it slide. Um, if you listen to, if, if you go back to when we had Eric Burns on and he was talking about what the Dodgers are doing, right? Winning 10 out of 11 years, any franchise would take that. Any franchise would yeah. take that, right? Well, I mean, what I'm hearing right now in our conversation is, a bunch of spoiled Dodger fans, right? Like we got to win every year, every year, 10, 10. You know, he even mentioned when, when the, when the giants won 111 games, 111 games. Right. And then they sucked ass the next year. Right. And prior to that, there was a few years before that, right. That where they sucked. Right. And they had that one season, then they sucked. But any, any franchise would take what the Dodgers are doing now, but it gets to that point now where we're like, okay, yeah, we we're at the top, but we got to get over the top. Right. And that's kind of where, where the Dodger fans, that's what we complain about now is we got to get over the top. But I mean, again, it goes back to like, would you rather make the playoffs once in every seven, eight years and have maybe a deep run, maybe get to the World Series, maybe with a chance to win, or would you rather go every year? Yeah, but here, okay, I, I want to push back because there is this narrative about the Dodgers being that Dodger fans are spoiled and then and, and all that. And I want to push back on this, and it's like, so you mean to tell me I'm supposed to watch my team and not expect them to win? I, I'm supposed to watch my team and be like, hey, you know what? Look, I get it. I'm a Raiders fan. I know what it feels like <laughs> to know that there's no way my team's going to win, right? So that's why when He-Man finally hired, uh, fired McDaniels, I was like, oh, my God, someone's actually paying attention. Like, he, he, you can't sit there and say, hey, you guys need to be realistic. And And it's like, it's okay to lose. Yes, it is okay to lose. But at the same time, you can't sit there and sell something to your to your fan base and saying, hey, you know, just be happy. We, we, we used to win all the time. And it's like the reason why you guys are the Dodgers is because you have fans who come out here to support you every year because those are fans that want to see the team win and are expecting you to win. We're not the Baltimore Orioles. We're not the Tampa Bay Rays. We are a different fan base. We are a fan base that supports you, even when, you know, they're not having the greatest season. So the fact that we're spoiled, I, I, I just, I don't know that we're spoiled. We spend a lot of money at that stadium, and we're the ones that are trying to hold these guys accountable because if we don't bitch and moan, they could do it. I mean, they still do whatever they want, right? But he I'm, says, uh, or I'm go ahead, baby face. I mean, I guess, I guess. The expectation, right, is because it's LA, right? It's the Dodgers, right? Always, you know, Dodgers are always going to be a marquee franchise, right? So the expectation is, it's like the Yankees, right? They need to compete every single year. And I mean, I was, I was seeing some stuff today, you know, talking about uh, Shohei, like why Shohei would come because they're saying like the Dodger franchise, the Dodger fans or the franchise are bored. You think the Dodger fans are kind of bored? Like when you, this kind of goes back, I guess, maybe to like when you saw like the Philly game, right. Compared that to the Dodger fan, right. Like the crowds at, at Dodger games versus Simpsons, like Philadelphia, right. Do the Dodgers need something like Shohei to inject that energy back into the Dodger fan base? I know because I think if the Dodgers win, you're going to see that energy. It's really hard to root when your team doesn't score, yeah. when your team is losing 10 to nothing and it's the second inning and it's the first game. I mean, it's, it's just, it's hard, you know, and I'm not questioning. Look, I know a lot of the Cholos that sit in the left field pavilion, right. And they get very passionate. Like I, I don't buy that. Uh, yeah. Maybe some of those rich people that are executives that only come to Dodger stadium when it's the playoffs, 
But the real fans, the ones that go during the regular season and they spend their hard-earned money, those fans are loud and those will cheer. You just got to give them something to cheer about. And look, I, I it's I, I get it. It, it, it it's we, we got to move forward, right? Here we are. We immediately, the first thing they said on the live was let's be positive and let's look forward. So <laughs> I, I got distracted there. So let, let's, let's go back to some of these GM comments that were coming out from Brandon Gomes. Uh, one of the interesting things was he brought up Miguel Vargas. Okay. Now we all have been questioning what's going to happen here. Are they going to trade these minor leaguers? Are they really going to give them a lot of, uh, another opportunity. Now, Gomes had mentioned that the reason why he thought Miguel Vargas struggled last year was because he had a hand injury. You guys on the live, do you guys remember this hand injury? Babyface, do you remember the hand injury? I don't remember that. Princesa, is this an excuse for Miguel Vargas? I, I, I mean, look, I don't think there's anything wrong with saying he was a rookie. The league adjusted to him. He has to make the adjustment back. But here's now another injury, another explanation for why someone didn't perform. How do you feel? Do you want to see Miguel Vargas get a chance to play second base? Because now they're saying he might not even play second base. He might be put in the outfield. I mean, back to Vargas. I mean, when he was sent down back to OKC, he did pretty good. He did okay back there. He started hitting again. I think he hit around 300, right? And he had... Yeah, so what happened to the hand injury there? Yeah, so I'm, I don't understand that. Princesa, do you want to see Miguel Vargas again at playing second base next year? Or do you want to see him, poor guy in the outfield? He's, he's a guy who doesn't have a position. As long as he can hit, we'll find a way to put you somewhere. That's a two-parter for me. I'm going to start with, I do not remember the injury, but when you guys first brought up Miguel Vargas, all I could think about was how Mookie and Miguel developed this friendship and this bond. And Mookie is the, you know, one of the best marquee player to ever play natural talent. You know, he's versatile. He could play anywhere. If Mookie sees something in Vargas, like, shouldn't we? That's, my first reaction, I don't know. I don't remember a hand injury. Secondly, that's one thing I do not like about the Dodgers. And because I'm old school. And, you know, after having Ron say on our show, the Penguin, like, I just wish the guys knew where they were going to play. It's a lot to ask them to buy in every year. And I felt like they did that this year. That the, this team, this last season, the Dodgers were like, all right. I'm not going to play every day, but I get it. I know my role. Whereas before I felt like that contributed to the frustration of Cody and Seager and stuff that, well, not Seager, but you know what I'm saying? Like they, they didn't know what they were going to play. And then they got called up when they didn't think they were going to play. And we know that baseball players are very superstitious. So I don't know that I like the idea that Vargas is going to come back and not know where he's playing. I, I that doesn't that doesn't sit well with me. It doesn't make me comfortable at all. Which I know that's the way baseball is going. But the Dodgers, I feel like, do that more than other teams. Am I just imagining that, or what do you guys think? That the Dodgers just move guys around all the time instead of letting them thrive and get used to um, their position. Well, Philip Lopez brought up an interesting point. So Miguel got hit in spring training. So Philip, is that the injury you're referring to? You're referring to? He got hit in the hand in spring training. He wasn't allowed to swing the bat. But look, as a lot of you guys are saying in the chat right here, when he got sent down in the second half of the season in OKC, he was hitting fine. He he, he was hitting back to normal. It might just have to do with the fact that. Major League Pitching, there's a big difference between Oklahoma City and Major League Pitching. And we saw this with James Outman. <clears throat> James Outman came out and he had a, you know, he started off the season great. The league made an adjustment to him. He struggled like crazy, but he was able to make the adjustment back. Yes. And he stayed up here for the rest of the season. That's what we didn't see with Miguel Vargas. So I want to see, is Miguel Vargas going to be able to be given an opportunity? And will he make a, an adjustment in a second season? Because a guy who had a very similar uh, experience like Miguel Vargas was Gavin Lux. 
when Gavin Lux got brought up at the end of the season, he struggled, right? And then the next season, you saw him, oh, this is what they were talking about with Gavin Lux. And I bring up Gavin Lux because Gomes was talking about Gavin Lux in the general manager meetings, saying that Gavin Lux is going to play winter ball. He's going to try to pick up some at-bats no. there. I No, Lux asked if he could play winter ball, if he should go play winter ball. And Gomes said no need for that. Oh, so yeah. they didn't, they told him no. So basically yeah. told him he can't play yeah. winter ball if he wants, because yeah. the reason why he wanted to play winter ball was to get at bats, right? Yeah. To go get at bats. And, and Gomes, they said there's no need for that. So now, and then now they want him to continue his rehab, right? So now I'm starting to question how healthy is Gavin Lux and is he going to be ready uh, for the beginning of the season? I mean, he, he should be ready. I, it looked like he was pretty, he was pretty close towards the end of this season i mean i don't i don't expect him to start late he should be ready by spring training he shouldn't by the start of the season well if anything you have miguel rojas so miguel rojas could start the season if by any chance lux is not ready to, to start the season but again how many doctors have i've already mentioned to you right now and spring training hasn't even started yet and there's question marks in terms of are they going to be ready for the season and, and and we totally skipped over la princesa's kershaw part which is, are the Dodgers going to sign him to come back in the middle of the season? And what's he going to look like in the middle of the season? Are the Rangers going to be super aggressive and be like, hey, come and pitch us. We won the World Series. Come pitch, to, uh, come pitch well, with us after the All-Star game. Remember I mentioned that if the Rangers won the World Series? I don't think Kershaw goes to the Rangers now because I don't think he's chasing rings at this point in his career. I don't think he's going to be chasing the rings. So I don't think he goes there. I think he'll stay in LA. I mean, the smart thing would be probably like do a two-year deal, right? And and if he doesn't pitch this season, he can rehab the whole season and then he's back for next year. You know, Michael Carrillo, you bring up something that I feel no one wants to talk about. And I think everyone thinks it's a far gone conclusion that after he has the surgery, he'll come back after the all-star game. I keep hearing all these stories. He doesn't want to go out that way, the way he went out. He wants to reach 3,000. There is a little factor that he might be physically incapable of pitching. You know, we don't know how long he is older. We don't know. We're all assuming, okay, he'll be ready by the middle of the summer. There's a good chance that Kershaw doesn't come back from this injury. How dare next you? season? I, I mean, look, it's, it's, it, it's, it's, we have to speak in truths here, right? I mean, Michael Carrillo brings up a very excellent point here. The injuries with Trinan had, and he didn't come back for two years. There was a, the the Milwaukee, the Cerveceros pitcher. He has the same injury, right? I don't hear anybody saying that that guy's going to come back at the end of the season. I mean, in the middle of the, of the season. I, I mean, th this is, again, why I just keep harping on the fact that it's just like, can we just get guys who aren't hurt? Can we go out there and sign people that are healthy? Now, there is a very good chance that these people will get hurt the minute they put on a Dodger uniform. I, I get that. But I'm more willing to accept that than signing someone that we already know is hurt or is coming back. As someone in the chat mentioned earlier, Danny Duffy, you know, maybe the, the greatest Dodger ever, uh, Danny Duffy. Um Princess, I know you don't want to hear this, but honestly, in your I gut, just, <laughs> what I do you think? Like, I feel like it's different with Kershaw. Kershaw is the Dodgers, like, Kobe, okay? He's one of the greatest pitchers to have ever pitched in Major League Baseball, and he's a Dodger, and he's only worn the Dodger uniform. And... I mean, we like to, you know, give Jeannie Buss her kudos for what she said about fans should expect to win every year. But they also treated Kobe differently than the rest of the team, did they not? And I feel like Kershaw deserves. And if anyone can come back from that kind of injury, it's a Kershaw. I'm not saying to do this with any other guy. I'm just saying I really believe in my gut that Kershaw can come back from this injury and be a solid pitcher. He's not going to be the number one, number two, but he's still better than a lot of pitchers on other teams, in my opinion. So that's why I am hoping and looking forward to. I'm, I'm anticipating. I'm not just hoping. I'm not 
fisting that shit. Kershaw will be back and he will still be better than a lot of other pitchers on other teams. And he's going to leave baseball as a Dodger. He's going to go in the Hall of Fame as a Dodger. I said that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so does, does Kershaw not sign until you get closer to summer and he knows where he's at? Like, he knows, okay, you know what? I am going to be able to come back. Or does he just wait to see how it plays it out? Oh, you know what? There's some problems here. I'm not probably not going to play this season. Like, you know, would you would you rather have him sign or just wait? That that's going to be interesting. I, I I mean, I think he's going to wait. I have no expectation for him to be signed in spring training. And you know what, Princesa, you're right. Kobe was was treated different. Um, but also Kobe, you know, towards the end physically was not the same player and he always knew look I'm, let's do some wrestling talk real quick you guys all know i'm a big fan of the macho man randy savage <laughs> now towards the end of the wcw days it was a little rough because he wasn't the same macho man randy savage that i grew up with he was older he got a little heavier he had to bulk up he lost his speed then after he left wcw he got older he made an appearance at tna he made a couple appearances in tna he went out there, he did a wrestling match, and then Arn Anderson tells this story. He comes back into the locker room, and the macho man Randy Savage officially retired because he said, I look like shit out there. Now, this is a guy who was a legend, who was used to delivering a certain level of performance to his fan base. And when he saw that he couldn't perform to that same level, the macho man called it quits. And he and there may be other wrestlers, but to me, in terms of elite superstars, he's the only elite superstar that never came back. He literally retired, and that was the last thing we heard of him because unfortunately he died, he passed away. But Ric Flair is, I think, almost close to 70. He's talking about getting back into the wrestling ring, and it's like, bro, nobody wants to see that. Now, and I get it. Like when we see these older guys in the wrestling ring, we sit there and they go, I still have the memory of when they were younger and how good I'm always going to remember that. I'm always going to remember Kobe when he was younger. And now after he blew out his ACL, there might be a possibility that Kershaw just physically can't do it again. I mean, it happened to Sandy Koufax, Sandy Koufax pitched 10 years, played 10 years. And after that, called it quits because he just couldn't do it anymore. So, yeah, it sucks. And I'm not saying this is going to happen, but I think we do need to come to the, you know, let's be a little realistic here as we're all, as we're automatically filling in what the Dodgers rotation is going to look like next year. I just don't think that Kershaw is going to be a given because we don't know how he's going to recover from this, how he's going to. Everyone thought, let's give him time off. Let's give him time off, and and he'll do this. And it turns out, time off wasn't enough for him. What in say you, Mexican Farrah Fawcett? In the postseason, it wasn't enough. For him. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, I am a Kershaw apologist. I am a Kershaw fan. I am president of the Kershaw. I'll beat your ass if you say something bad about him. Fan club. So it comes with the territory. I'm not going to be reasonable or I just always find a way that he could come back. I don't think he's done. And because I don't think he's done playing because he's still that competitive, um, I, I don't want him to go to the Rangers. And we all know he has family there and we know that Texas wants him. So yeah, I'm terribly afraid of that happening. <laughs> so I'm just gonna focus. I, ha I feel guilty saying that as we discussed earlier, Juan, how we expect the Dodgers to do more. We don't want them going after older guys, broken guys, you know, all of that was said. But again, I'm only making that exception with Kershaw. That's all I'm saying. And no, and, and I agree with you. I, and, <laughs> no, I look, I, I agree with you. I would do the same thing. All I'm saying is you got to get other pitchers. It oh, can't sure. just be Kershaw. It for can't sure. just be Kershaw. If you want to add Kershaw at the end as a legacy thing, he's earned it. You, I, I, everything else that you said, I totally agree. But you, you can't count on him as your top three. 
he cannot be a top three in your rotation. Um, I I know we were supposed to do this a long time ago, but I want to, before we end the show, there's another topic I want to go into, but we had two tickets to this, uh, the Dodgers women's opportunity network sports and entertainment conference. That's taking place this Monday at Dodger stadium. And that is Monday, uh, November 13th. It's from nine to one 30. We had two tickets that we were giving away for listening to the genie bus episode. We have a winner and now's the time where we're going to announce the winner. So baby face, princesa, who, who's going to take it away? Drum you have a drum roll? <laughs> who's got the drum roll? Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, so we did a random draw um, for the winner for the two tickets. Um, and the winner is uh, Claudia Sanchez. So I've been trying to reach you on Instagram. I need to hear back from you tonight because I need to get this information over to the Dodgers. So I don't know if you're in the live or not. Claudia Sanchez, um, get back to me because I need to get that info to the Dodgers tonight. Uh, so you guys, uh, you can be there on Monday morning. So there you go. If anybody in the chat or anybody's watching, if you guys know who Claudia Sanchez is, let her know she's she's on the clock. She needs to get back to us so we can give her the tickets so she can go to the conference. Um, Congratulations, I, girl. <laughs> I, and thank you for supporting us and for participating and listening to the show. Um, the last topic I want to get it before we get into this last topic, I do want to read some of these comments in the chat that are cracking me up. Um, Oscar Prince, I, I got to tell you this. I, I'm a big Stone Cold fan. Uh, and I, I just got to tell you this. I will not tolerate disrespect for the Macho Man Randy Savage on this show. Now, I, I know you, you have, you're entitled to your opinion. We'll just agree to disagree. But Oscar thinks that Stone Cold is better than the Macho Man Randy Savage. All I'm saying is this, is that the Macho Man Randy Savage almost ended Ricky the Dragon Steamboat's career. He took a, bo- a bell, a wrestling bell, to Ricky Steamboat's throat. Ricky Steamboat could not talk for months. It was a miracle that Ricky Steamboat came back, and that was what the Macho Man Randy Savage did. So, but I want to read your comment because I love this. Look at Scherzer. Look at oh. let me let me just read this real quick. Look at Max Scherzer. Dude is being passed around like some hooker going from a team to team. He's lucky he landed with the Rangers, but he didn't contribute just like Degrom. So, uh, I, I think that wow. might be the uh, uh, the comment under that. Go ahead, babyface. No, but back on the wrestling topic. I don't know why I've been like on a on a wrestling binge and I've been watching the dark side of the of the, of the ring the last couple of nights. Yeah, I saw the the Marty Jannetty one, Midnight Rocker one. I don't know if you've oh. seen that one. It, it, it's a good one. It's a good one. It's pretty crazy. Uh, yeah, if so, anybody uh, knows the Marty Jannetty story, that that's dark. There's a reason why it's on dark side of the ring. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Uh, uh, wait, 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 wait. As the only female on this show and a supporter of sex workers. Uh, <laughs> is very lucky that he's being paid to be useless because honestly, just like the Dodgers postseason, I'll never get over. You know, I, I may forgive, but I'm not going to forget that Scherzer did not want to play. Remember that, guys? So at least a lot of uh, hookers, sex workers, you get what you pay for. Scherzer is not even giving what he's being paid for. So that's all I'm going to say. Defending. <laughs> There we go. So, Last topic before we end the show, guys, is the awards, uh, the season ending awards. So Mookie and Federico, of course, are finalists for the MVP. We knew that was going to happen. I don't think anybody on the show, I don't know if anybody on the chat, I don't think anybody thinks either one of those guys has a chance of winning it, which is really funny coming off of this postseason, right? That we're talking, we have to remember, hey, guys, these guys had great seasons this year. Federico and Mookie had great seasons, and I know the postseason was a completely different story, but they became finalists. Another one that well, I was very I, happy. Go ahead. As you mentioned, it's the regular season, right? I saw uh, there was a thing going out with Acuna, Mookie, and Freeman. Right, being there. they had three hits, I think, in the postseason combined. Those three guys. So. Yeah, so it is a regular season award. Uh, so, but two of the Dodgers made it. Another Dodger that made it as a finalist into the season end awards is there. Uh, I'm going to let the princess say, because she seems very excited. Who is one of the finalists for what? rookie of the year, princess? Huh? 
Well, who could it be, Juan? I'm not sure that I know who you're talking about. Go ahead and reveal it. <laughs> Congratulations, James Outman. He is one of the finalists for Rookie of the Year. And like you mentioned, I love a good comeback story. Started strong, struggled, and then adjusted. Everybody talks about, everyone we've had on the Bleed Lows podcast talks about how hard James Outman works, how he sits there and studies the game, how he's always working, working, working to be better. And that's the kind of Dodger that we are very lucky to have. So well-deserved. Congratulations. Babyface one, do you think he has any chance to win Rookie of the Year, James Outman? Go ahead, Babyface. Well, I don't know if do you want me to spoil it for you because there. I don't know if you saw a tweet that was going on around today that I think it was from Jeff Passan. He tweeted out the list of uh, of the the nominee, the finalists uh, a couple of days ago, and then he deleted it. And people who caught it are kind of wondering. They're thinking that usually these lists are like in alphabetical order, but this is in a certain order. So they're thinking that he actually tweeted out the winners by mistake because it was actually deleted later. So if we're going by that. Uh, he's going to come in third place with uh, with Corbin Corbin Carroll uh, would uh, on this it says uh, Corbin Carroll then uh, Kodai Senga and then James James Altman. I, I look from what I've seen from Corbin Carroll, I I would vote for Corbin Carroll over James Altman. Going to say they're calling him the next Mookie, so yeah, I, I'm just I, happy. Let's just stay positive, right? He was nominated. Congratulations. <laughs> Let's end it because we started trying to be positive. Let's end the pod being positive. <laughs> it, it's just an honor to be nominated. It really <laughs> is what it is. Uh, yeah, of all the Dodgers that got nominated in these finalists, Federico, Mookie, Outman, I don't think any of them are winning. Um, but I think it's it's great, especially how this season progressed. I, again, the fact that James Outman bounced back from that rough stretch. And again, I have to give the Dodgers credit. I mean, they gave him enough rope to hang himself there. They kept letting him go out there, figure it out, see if he could climb his way out of it. And he ended up doing it. And I think he got rewarded by make, being a finalist for the rookie of the year. So I think uh, James Outman, uh, congratulations to him. Uh, the last thing I know you guys have been mentioning it here on, on the live so I, I know, so Dave Roberts did not make the finalists in the manager of the year and Snitker, look, the Braves had the best record. So I, I think he deserves to be there. The job that Skip Shoemaker did. Really? Really? You think Snitker deserves to be there with a team that was supposed to be in the, win the world series, right? From the start, had the best team going in. I mean, I don't see why Snitker is even there. Okay. So you would take Snitker out to put Roberts in. Yeah, I mean, with what Roberts had to deal with the entire season, yeah. Roberts should be I top agree. three, at least. So the same thing with the Mets. Was it last season? They didn't even make the playoffs, and they still gave the manager of the year award to him, and he didn't have the adversity that Dave Roberts dealt with all this year. Yeah, I, I just I have a hard time when I look at those finalists. I have a hard time um, trying to figure out who I would take out uh, because Craig Council Snicker. I mean, if your team is expected to win the World Series, you have the best team. You have like seven guys that hit over 20 home runs. And really that makes you a finalist for the manager of the year. So Dave Roberts winning a hundred games. Weren't the Dodgers? I mean, I know the Dodgers aren't expected, but weren't the Dodgers? Dod Dodgers, were ex Dodgers were expected to contend for a wild card. They had, their whole pitching staff decimated, right? They had all the adversity in the season, all those injuries. I think that Dave Roberts deserves a, a nod to be top three. Uh, yeah, I just don't know who you take off the list. I wouldn't take off Snicker. Snicker. I would not take off Snicker. I, I, I wouldn't. I mean, the, you can, the guy, he did his job. In then the Dave, Dave Roberts. So you're going to punish him. You're going to punish him for doing his job. Is what you're no, saying. was Dave Roberts top three last year? I don't know. I don't, I don't think he was. So Dave Roberts should have been top three last year because they had the best team going in, right? They That's were, what they I'm were the to say. <laughs> They were the team that should have won it last year. Same, yeah, same, I, I mean, what, what do you guys say? Think on the live. I, I, I mean, I know, I know someone agrees here with Babyface. They think Snickers should be out. I, I just, it seems a little dismissive for a dude that that got his team to win games. He's being punished for being 
for being you held really accountable. Think, you really think he got his team to win games? I mean, I can see Shoemaker, right? Marlins out of nowhere, right? They come out and they play good ball. Council is still one, like, I'm kind of iffy about. I'm still not sure how he even got that deal with the Cubs as, like, they're making him out to be this super great manager, right? And he's being paid as the top manager in the game now. I don't get that about Council. Like, I get the argument people say, like, oh, you know, he has a low payroll. But they're in the Central. The Central's not that strong. So, you know, it's kind of been iffy, but, but you know, I, 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 okay, they got him to the playoffs. But, yeah, like I said, it, it's Snicker. I'd take Snicker out. But he says, huh, who would you take out? Uh, Council, Snicker, Shoemaker. I agree 100% with Babyface. It's kind of like doing the bare minimum versus what, like doing your job. And I know you say punished, but that's what, like, manager of the year is, is, you know, the, what is a, Don Trowell say they all drive nice cars, right? Baseball players. But some are more problematic than others, whether it's injuries, being arrested, all the stuff that Dave Roberts had to put up with this year. And he didn't even make, make a finalist. And other teams, you're just given a great roster, kind of just go through the year and you do what you're supposed to do. That's great. But there's nothing, there's nothing magical about that. There's nothing that shows that he had to do anything more than you know, sign off on the lineup. That's what I'm saying. So I agree with Babyface. Um, I right. want to bring up one thing. Uh, Roy Estrada says he wants to start a GoFundMe to get me a better camera. I mean, go ahead. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I really want to know what's wrong with my camera. Is it the audio? Do I look like a wicked witch? Is it like the sound or what it looks like? While while you while you're here, Roy Estrada, let me know, and then now go ahead, <laughs> continue. <on. laughs> So th that's going to do it for this episode. Uh, <laughs> we want to we want to thank everybody for for joining us on the live and for entering the contest. Uh, please, and once again, last call, Claudia Sanchez. We need to hear from you so we can give you the ticket so you can go to the event on on Monday. And I, Roy, I, I I got your back. I will I will talk to her. I will explain to her what happened. Uh, but I got your back, Roy. You're you're, you're okay. You're, you're good people. Um, anyways, no, I I want I'm not I'm not going after Roy. I love constructive criticism. I want to hear. I I don't, I don't want you guys to talk about me behind my back. How awful the camera is. I want to know. That's all. Thank you, Roy. <laughs> <laughs> um, again, if you anybody knows Claudia Sanchez, please tell her to to reach out to us. And again. Uh, let's go ahead and we're really trying to give away this, this, uh, Mariachi Joe, who's not even on the Dodgers anymore. We need like 60 more. Come on, people. I'm, I'm, I'll throw in this hat too. the retired, uh, 34, nice. the hat Valenzuela got, he wore proudly at his, uh, at our interview with him. So come on, 60 more. Tell your friends, everybody that's in here, go, go tell your friend. If you haven't subscribed, make sure you subscribe. All right, so that's going to do it for this episode of the Bleed Loves Podcast. You all see those who servidor, Juan Ramirez, de parte mis colegas, la princesa de Picolandia, Alicia Del Valle, and Babyface. Nos vemos para la próxima. This episode of the Bleed Loves Podcast has been brought to you by betonline.ag, where the game starts. Nos vemos. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.